I never know how to start off youth talks. Like, I always end up doing something stupid or weird. I'm pretty sure last time I just ended up reading a recipe out of Jamie Oliver's 15-minute meals. I'm not sure what I was thinking, but I'm not going to do that this time. Instead, I'm just going to talk about my life this year, as boring as that sounds, but strap yourself in. So, unless I haven't met you, or I don't speak to you that much, or you've been living under a rock, you would probably know that I moved into a house this year in Wombi with a few other youth leaders, Shevins and Barrel, wherever you guys are, um, and myself. And it's just been the best. It's been a great experience living in a nice house, so close to the beach, which is sick. Um, And you're just living with your mates. And what's more, you live so close to more of your friends who are just over at your house all the time. And so you're just having a fun time all the time. But one thing is for certain about living with a group of young guys, and that is that so many of their habits all of a sudden become your habits. And parts of their lifestyle all of a sudden become parts of your lifestyle. And I'm definitely no exception here. Once again, unless you've been living under a rock, um, because it seems to be the only thing I ever talk about, apparently. I started surfing this year. It was going to get a mention in the talk at some point, so it may as well early. I started surfing because all the housemates surf, and I've always wanted to. And um, it's just been the best. I've loved every minute of it. It's just my favorite activity to do. Before I moved into the Wombie house, um, probably went to the beach a fair bit in the summer, but outside of summer, I didn't go to the beach that much at all. Now I'm there pretty much every day. I'm pretty much converted to a full-blown grom. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, just, that's just me getting pitted at Wombie Beach. Haters will say that that's photoshopped, and that's actually John John Florence surfing in Hawaii, but whatever. So the reason I'm telling you all this, you can get that down now, please. Um, Thanks, Shevins. So the reason I'm telling you all this is because going through this passage for this talk tonight with you guys, it's made me realize something huge in my life. And that is that I've been so stupid and foolish to put things like surfing and other things in front of wanting to know Jesus. And so chances are, if I've been struggling with that, you guys are too. I think that's so often about my life this year to an extent where there's times in my life when I don't even know if I'd call myself a Christian. Sure, I mean, I'm a youth leader. I go to church on Sunday. I serve in other ministry. I read my Bible. I pray. But in my heart, do I really desire to know Jesus or is my Christian life, just this thing I do, but I don't really know Jesus at all. And that's a big deal. And so I want us tonight to ask ourselves the same thing. Do I really know Jesus? Or is the Christian life just this thing I do? Do I just know about Jesus, but I don't actually know Jesus? And I want us tonight to come out of this passage desiring to know Jesus and desiring to have a relationship with him more than we did before tonight. There's just two things I want to get tonight. The first is point one. Point one. Sick. Are you a Pharisee or a Philippian? Sounds a lot like some kind of clickbait BuzzFeed article that you find on Facebook or something like that. Are you a Pharisee or a Philippian? The answer may shock you. Um, But what I mean by that is that there are two groups of people in this passage. 
One doesn't know Jesus at all. They just know about Jesus. And the other does know about Jesus, and they get it. And so come with me into the passage right now. Look in your Bibles, and we'll look at the first three verses of chapter 3 together. Have a read with me. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. We'll stop there. So, what is Paul talking about here? So, the people in verse 2 are the Pharisees, people who think that they need to do good things so that they would be considered good enough in God's eyes and that God would accept them and like them. And one of the things that they would do to show that they're one of God's chosen people, they're one of God's own, is through the visual sign of circumcision, which Mike one time very vividly illustrated with a banana. Come on, Mike. But what's the big deal here? Why is Paul so passionate about this? Why is Paul calling them such harsh names? Dogs, evildoers, mutilators of the flesh. What's up with that? Well, there are two issues here. And the first is that by living this way, by thinking that you need to do good things to get to heaven, shows the Pharisees don't know Jesus at all because they completely misunderstand all that Jesus has done for us. And they're missing out on how good it is to actually just know Jesus. And that sucks. The second is that these guys are insisting the Philippians also have to do what the Pharisees are doing, doing good things so that God will like you and accept you. And so that's why Paul's passionate about this, because he's concerned for his Philippian mates that they might actually listen to the Pharisees and get all this wrong. And that would suck, because you wouldn't know Jesus at all. So these guys, the Pharisees, look at their Christian life as something they do. And if they do enough good things... More than you're a Christian. But really, they don't know Jesus at all. And that's the big deal. We'll quickly actually apply some of this now for us. And that is, do you really know Jesus? Or is your Christian life defined by a bunch of things that you do or you have? So, I don't know, you come from a Christian family. Or you go to a Christian school. You've read your Bible. You pray. You come to youth. And so by doing all these things, you feel it justifiable to call yourself a Christian. But deep down in your heart, you don't actually desire at all to want to know Jesus and to have a relationship with him. And if that's you, that's a big deal. So we don't want to be like the Pharisees because that sucks. Instead, we want to be like the Philippians in verse 3. Paul says, it's these guys who are the circumcision." who are actually God's chosen people, which is what circumcision was meant to symbolize. But the Philippians don't need to do that because they get what Jesus has done for them. Jesus made it possible for us to have a relationship with him because we could never be good enough for God based on our own performance. And so that is what the Philippians boast in, in verse 3, in Jesus. And that's because they don't have to put confidence in their own performance Because Jesus has already done that. And so you can put confidence in Jesus. We see this most clearly in Paul's life. So Paul was a dude back in the day who was as Pharisee as they come. 
And we see that in verses 4 to 6 with his Jewish resume that he gives us, where you can see that he is just top dog. But something happened to Paul, and that is that he came to actually really know Jesus and all that Jesus has done for us. I keep on talking about all these things that Jesus has done for us, but let me try and illustrate that for you. Who wants what is in this bag? Like, you actually want what's in this bag. Um, who do I reckon would appreciate it? Um, get up here, Isaac. You get Christmas Buble album. Yeah! How good is that? Merry Christmas. Mm. It's a bit early to say that. Mr. All right. So what did I just do? I just gave someone a free gift they didn't deserve. Did Isaac just do anything to get that? No, he didn't deserve that. Did he earn that Christmas Buble album at all? No. But he got it anyway. And so Isaac was stoked, as you could see, because that's what happens when you get a free gift that you don't deserve. And so this, in the same way, is just what Jesus has done for us, but infinitely better. And it's infinitely better because the free gift, as good as Christmas Buble is, the free gift is so much better. It's eternal life. And so let us apply this right now. If you're someone who does know Jesus, then the application is heaps simple because Paul gives it to us at the start of the passage in one word. Rejoice. So what does that look like though? Well, every day should be a day where we wake up and are more stoked than we were before that Jesus saved us by his grace. And we need to let that be the thing that motivates our life in knowing Jesus. We can't get to know Jesus If we aren't praying and getting into his word either, we need to do that ourselves. And so you need to know Jesus by praying more. And just don't hear that now and think, oh, classic youth leader up the front doing a youth talk, telling us to read our Bible and pray more. Because if that's your attitude and that's your response, well then it might be a sign that your prayer life's a bit weak and non-existent. And if that's the case, your Christian life could be a bit non-existent too. That's why we tell you guys to pray all the time, because it's it's a serious deal. If you're someone who doesn't actually really know Jesus, but you just know about Jesus, well then, don't make the same mistake the Pharisees made in thinking that the Christian life is something that we do, but genuinely desire to know Jesus in your heart and pursue him. If you don't know Jesus at all, start knowing him and see the goodness in knowing the one who actually died to know you. Why? Because that is true joy. And that brings me to my second point, which is knowing Jesus is true joy. And doesn't that sound great? In a world we live in today where everyone seems to be out there chasing whatever they think will bring them true joy. Well, I just gave you the answer right now. It's found in Christ Jesus and knowing him. And so let's see, back in the passage, why that is the case, why knowing Jesus is true joy. 
Jump back into the passage and we'll read from verses 7 to 11. Have a read now. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So again, what's Paul saying here? Well, Paul's saying, Paul is saying that Knowing Jesus is so good that everything in comparison in this world is one big loss. He even goes further than that. And he says that considering that he considers knowing anything in this world and trying to put your joy in that is considered garbage in comparison to knowing God because that's true joy. Apparently, the original Greek language that Paul uses in verse 8, where he says the word garbage, translates to a word that's just, that uses to describe poo. And as gross as that is, it gives what Paul is saying so much more meaning that anything in this world that we could possibly chase to try to find true joy is just trash in comparison to knowing Jesus. And so, what exactly is it, though, to know Jesus? Well, Paul says it in verses 10 and 11. To know Christ is to have a relationship with him and to live the life that Jesus lived and sharing what Jesus now has. And so to live the life Jesus lived, which is to live for God, that means suffering and being willing to die for him like Jesus did, which sounds pretty hectic. How does that bring us true joy? It sounds pretty crazy, but because the answer is very simple, because of the end goal. And that is, when we live the life Jesus lived, and we know Jesus through that, that means we get what Jesus gets, and that is eternal life in paradise with Jesus. That's true joy. Eternal life in paradise with Jesus. And if that doesn't excite you guys, well then, your view on God is just far too small. Wombie Surf Club. Story time with Will again. I spent a lot of time there last summer where I'd go to Wombie Surf Club and I'd order my Wombie Surf Club coffee and I'd sit down and I'd look out the window onto the beach. There's these really big long windows that kind of just pan all the way across Wombie Beach that goes all the way to the haven. Heaven, man. (laughs) You should actually go there. It's pretty cool, that cafe. And so that's how I spent a lot of my time in the summer. I'd sit down, I'd enjoy my surf club quality coffee, and I'd watch people surf. And if Jack Johnson is playing through the speakers in the cafe, well then. So, I just realized I sound like the most boring person. (laughs) Oh, man. But what I didn't realize is that I could have had something so much better. Instead of drinking surf club quality coffee, I could have had coffee 
that I made with my own coffee machine that would taste so much better. And instead of watching people surf, I could have been out there surfing myself. And to be honest, I thought that a lot. (laughs) Did the picture just pop up again? (laughs) Hilarious. Lost my train of thought. Thanks, man. Yeah, so I thought about that for a while. Maybe I should take up surfing and I could, instead of buying average coffee, I could actually drink my own coffee, which is really nice, that I like the most. And I thought about that, but instead I thought my response was, no thanks, I'm good, I'm happy settling for what I'm doing this summer. Don't be like silly last summer, Will, where you just settle for something that's just nowhere near as good as what it could have been. In the same way, Don't settle for what you think is bringing you true joy in anything that isn't Jesus. Because like we just heard, anything that isn't Jesus is trash. So stop trying to find true joy in whatever isn't Jesus, because it's rubbish. We'll finish up here. Do you know the true joy that is found in Christ Jesus? Or are you trying to find it in other things? Whatever that may be for us teens, the party life, that boyfriend or girlfriend, that career, that lifestyle, whatever it is, it doesn't matter whatever it is, because in comparison, it is trash compared to knowing God and the true joy found in that. That's what I want you guys to think of in disciple time tonight. Do you actually know Jesus or do you just know about him? Or do you not know him at all? Come to know the true joy found in Jesus because it's infinitely better than anything else.